When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to an all Odell Beckham Jr. edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by our beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, uh, Odell's arrival is the talk of the town. How shocked were you that the Browns pulled this off? I couldn't believe it. All I was doing was, I, I was listening on the radio, talk radio, and all they were doing was talking about it. Like, for two weeks, I said, what, what is going on here? They, 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 they want this guy that bad? And all of a sudden, it happened. I was, like, well, I, I was so kind of pinching myself. So you weren't running and screaming down the streets of men are like, uh, like the kid from Shaker Heights that got the police called on him because he was so happy that I thought that was the best, the best story that come out of this was national news that somebody called the cops on a kid who was just happy about Odell. But, I, was, I liked it that this guy is suddenly the best receiver in Brown's history. <laughs> I mean, they never heard of Paul Warfield or, or Ozzie Newsom. Much better, much better, much better than Andre Risen. Correct. That's, yeah. It's gotta be. Uh, much, much better trade. Dante uh, Lavelli, I'm just like, I, people are crazy, man. But this, uh, the, the point you make is, yes, it's the talk of the town. Every You turn on the radio, everybody's talking about it. Never mind the three-time defending uh, AL Central Division champion team that's getting ready to open its season playing out in uh, Arizona. And, and that's where we pick up with the, uh, the Cleveland Indians. The other big news, I guess, today, uh, the announcement for Major League Baseball uh, sweeping changes. We've got dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Uh, pitchers are only going to be allowed to pitch to certain bat. It's craziness all over the place. Paul, uh, what do you make of these rules changes? Uh, and could you imagine yourself being in the room when Terry Francona found out that next year he's going to have to wait three batters to make a, a pitching change? Uh, could, do, you, do you think you can re, uh, repeat what, what you would have heard Tito's reaction being? No, I can't. I I was just uh, I was just listening to Tito's uh, morning press conference from uh, from Goodyear, and he uh, he was thankful that uh, the the three pit the three batter rule doesn't go into effect until next year. And he was saying, hopefully, you know, people uh, can voice enough concern where they change it. But it doesn't seem, you know, I think he might be shouting into the wind here. But it is just. You know, the left-on-left left guys, you know, they better enjoy cash your yeah. paycheck this year because they might be out of a job next uh, next season. You've got a, a loogie, a, a left-handed uh, only relief guy um, uh, like an Oliver Perez. Uh, sign him to a one-year deal, and, and 
you know, his, his that that might be the the indicator right there that that things are are, are changing for a guy like Oliver uh, when your job is to come in and get one guy and now you've got to stay on for the next two. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Francona was talking about. I guess they were playing uh, San Diego a few days a few days ago, and uh, they had uh, Eric Hosmer and and Manny Machado, you know, uh, uh, hitting back to back. And uh, he said, if now if I'm facing those two guys in the seventh inning, I'm going, you know, Perez Simber to to face those guys. And now he can't do that. And a big part of the strategy of managing and managing a bullpen is gone. And uh, I, I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. And, you know, is this really necessary to speed up the game? Is this what people want to see? Do they want to see a guy, you know, one reliever come in there and, and face, uh, you know, face a guy, face a lefty and a righty and a right, you know, I mean, the whole strategy of left on left and matchup is, is out the window. Yeah, I don't think uh, a, a game in mid-June where, you know, it's not really going to impact the standings all that much. Why, why mess with baseball in that way and, and change things around so that that game in particular gets sped up? I, I, millennials have just ruined everything. I can't. I, <laughs> is Manfred a, a millennial? <laughs> no, but he's so in love with their money that he has to bend to their will. And and make it uh make baseball a video game for Christmas sake I can't I just oh uh it's it's it it really does touch the fabric of the game when you're talking about and in the press release that that MLB put out they they talk about having to go in and make changes to Rule five hundred one c whatever the the specific rule was uh, about relief pitching they have to actually amend the rules of baseball for this. And that's what really you're talking about a like a rule that's been in place for over a hundred years, and you're going to change that. And I I just it it blows my mind that you're going to do that so that you can squeeze dollars out of millennials. And it's, that's the and that's the whole reason. Yeah, if you read that rule, Joe, uh, the minimum number of batters for pitchers, it says that the commissioner, you know. He has implemented that 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 rule. He has he has changed that rule, and he has you know made it so a guy has to face at least three hitters unless it's the last out of an inning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the players' association has agreed not to grieve or otherwise challenge you know the, this uh, implementation. And uh, it's interesting because I just can't see the the players' association agreeing to that and, and costing their some of their members jobs or potentially well, jobs. But you know, some of their members are going to be cost are, are going to it's going to cost them jobs. But then, in order to the reason that that they're not grieving that is to get other things put in, like the the roster expansion the following year. Yeah, so you have the twenty sixth man. So I mean, there's your give and take right there. And yes, the small number of left handed only relievers who are there to get one guy out uh, that make up the players union might be vocal in their opposition. But the aging uh, DH or outfielder who gets a 26th spot on the uh, on the roster, you know, it, there's there's plenty of guys who will benefit from that that make up the the union's membership. That sort of they're, they're, that give and take is why this is probably going into effect. 
Yeah, and what do you think about uh, this? Is also a rule for next year, the elimination of the forty-man uh, active roster limit in September, and all clubs, you know, must carry twenty-eight players uh, on the active roster. Um, well, he's—they're obviously listening to the Baseball Writers Association of America membership <laughs> that uh, that does not want to sit through five-hour September baseball games. Uh, uh, when you're trotting out there, you know, five relievers in a row and, and extending games that way. Hey, I got, I got no problem. And that's an idea that, that Francona was, was throwing out there about having, you know, uh, the NBA has a 15 man roster, but a 12 man active roster for those nights, call up, you know, as many guys as you want, but only have that 28 guys active for that night. I, I think that's a fantastic rule. And that also changes strategy, especially in, in pennant race situations where you're going down to the line and, you know, you want to be able to carry a, a certain number of pitchers, but that number is going to be determined by the, by a joint committee or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think it makes it, it, it really levels the playing field, you know, cause I can remember, you know, uh, years when, you know, the Indians would be playing a, a team in, in uh, September. This is when the Indians a long time ago, the Indians would, you know, had, you know, were cut counting pennies and hadn't called up, you know, like they, they, they may have been playing with 28, 29, 30 guys and the other team had, 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 had their full roster. And mm -hmm. it just looked like, uh, you know, the Indians were getting worn out. You know, their players were tired. It was September, the middle of September. And, you know, they're kind of getting run off the field by, and it was just sheer numbers. And now, you know, it, it certainly makes it uh, uh, more competitive, especially for contending teams. You know, Frank Cohn, I think, a few years ago when his last 2009, maybe 2008, his last year in Boston, he lost that last game of the season against Baltimore, cost him a postseason spot. And, uh, you know, the Orioles ran out a pitcher. I think they had a pitcher, a pitcher for a hitter for the last two or three innings. And, you know, they just kind of outnumbered them. And, right. uh, and th this can't ha that way. This won't be able to happen you know, uh, uh, now or in 2020. I mean, the team that that you clinched with is the team that's going to have to finish the season with. Or, or perhaps, you know, you're, you, you haven't even clinched in September yet. Right, now. and it, it, also, it also makes you sort of put together your team earlier in the season and, and the, the guys you want to go with uh, earlier in the year that, that to, to get to that clinching point. Also, you know, the last couple of years, the Indians have, have clinched relatively early in September and if you've got you know 30 or you know 35 guys in the in the clubhouse you've called up all these young guys and and they're not they're getting into a situation where uh you know they might play but another team that's in a competitive race you can't call up 30 guys and and just have young guys sitting there on the bench and not not getting into games that doesn't benefit anybody so you know not uh, not having that allowance will will help as well. Yeah, and uh, there's the, another rule. Uh, this rule goes into effect this year. You know, taking away the August 31st uh, waiver deadline, um, and uh, just making uh, one deadline in baseball. It's July 31st, and after that, you know, <laughs> I guess you can claim a, pl a player on outright waivers, maybe, but uh, you're. you're you know, you've got to, you've got to make your deals then. And I, you know, that, I think that Joe, to me, that hurts a team like the Indians. I really think they, they, you know, Antonetti and Chernoff, 
and, and uh, you know, Carter Hawkins and all those guys in the front office do a great job when it comes to, uh, you know, analyzing trade possibilities. And I think, you know, if they don't get you, if they don't get what they want on, on July 31st, it was always August 31st to, to fall back on. And I really think that hurts a team like the Indians. I know this, I, I'm not, and I guess, you know, from reading uh, different stories, the players wanted this. They wanted to, they felt like uh, they wanted to protect the, uh, you know, the integrity of the regular season. They wanted players to, uh, you know, have more stability. Uh, and they only wanted the one trading deadline. But I, I really think this, that was kind of the, the unique thing for me about baseball. It, it kept things, you know, in August, you, you always, you didn't know if you were out of it or not, or if you wanted, you know, if you wanted to dump payroll, if you were in that mode, you could still right. do that. So it's, you know, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't, I, do, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's a good rule. Well, Coco Crisp in 2016, Jay Bruce in 2017, and, you know, for what he was worth, Josh Donaldson last yeah. year in 2018. Uh, those were those were all moves, and at least the first two had impacts. But uh, yeah, I think you know, even going back, I think you know, I, I want, I think I want to say Bip Roberts was one of those guys wow. that kind of helped the uh, you know the Indians when they got to the series in what 2000 mm-hmm. maybe two, 2007 yeah. 1997 was it 1997 yeah, 1997. yeah. and uh, you know he of course he missed Game Seven. Our said with flu like symptoms of the World Series, but but he helped, and I think I want to say. I might be wrong on this Kevin Seitzer. Kevin Seitzer, yeah. I, I, that was the one I was going to bring up was Kevin Seitzer. I, I, I don't know if he was a waiver deal or not, but, you know, he was, he was definitely on the club. Yeah, and he, and he you know, he's a good hitter. He, was, he helped. And uh, so, you know, I think, you know, I, I wrote something today that said, you know, you, if you're a manager, you want your guys, you want your best hitters to get as many swings as possible in a game. And I think uh, the Indians have, have an advantage in their front office. And I think you want those guys trying to make as many deals as you can. And the, the deadline really kind of, you know, takes an opportunity away from them. Uh, the other, uh, the other additions, uh, they did, they did cut down the, the number of mound visits from six to five. Uh, I don't really see that as being yeah, much I, of a, much. I, mean, of an I, for, I didn't even, I stopped counting last year when they reduced it to six. I didn't, it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. I mean, I think they've worked out hand signals and catcher and, and the pitcher, you know, if the pitcher's standing at the plate, I, I think that's yeah, that was that was a that was something you didn't even notice. That was I don't, that I was don't even think game. the Indians came close to ever being at the limit uh, during the season. Uh, they might have come, you know, once or twice, but you know, it was nothing. Uh, now they also brought in uh, the time between innings will be cut from two minutes and five seconds to straight two minutes uh, for local games and two twenty-five to two minutes. They're cutting a full. 25 seconds off for national games. So everything will be two minutes uh, universally uh, between innings. Yeah. I like uh, Joe. I like how they said they added that uh, upon uh, negotiations with our broadcast partners. So, you know, if those guys, if, if, if the, if the networks are, aren't getting enough time for advertising, I don't think how, I wonder how, how strictly that'll be enforced. Well, and that goes for, you know, you're talking TV and radio. So that's, that, that's a lot of uh, factors to, to bring in there, but you know, it's worth noting and bringing up, you know, last year, early in the season when the Indians uh, were playing at home and there were so many of those games that were, uh, played in in rather chilly temperatures and 
You've got pitchers who need need a couple of extra pitches to get loose and, and throw. Uh, I believe the Indians lost a game. Trevor Bauer was pitching, and he gave up a home run on the first pitch of an inning, and it was they lost one nothing to Kansas City. And he came in, and you know it seemed at the time like he was just whining and complaining about you know making a mistake pitch, but then he explained it's like hey first pitch of an inning, and I didn't you know, have the feel for it that I normally would if I had had time to throw, uh, you know, a, a couple more pitches. But, you know, Rob Manford wants us to, to start in yeah, two yeah. minutes and five seconds. Well, now now it's two minutes and two seconds – or two minutes even. It's, it's you crazy. better get those eight warm-up pitches in fast if you're, if you're between innings. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine that, that Trevor's not too pleased about hearing that, especially in early season cold-weather Cleveland games, and this, the, the Indians open in Minnesota and then go right to Cleveland. I mean, it's, it's, and then they play in Detroit. So, yeah. I, I mean. Bring yeah. your long johns. Jeez. Uh, I do not like typing with, uh, with cold <laughs> fingers, so that's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, other, uh, other changes, other rules that are, are being implemented, uh, a couple of them have um, – have to do with the uh, the All Star Game, which is coming to Cleveland, and this is going to be uh, interesting and, and might impact the Indians in that way. Uh, the the voting process, as we we mentioned and discussed before, there will be an election day with uh, the three finalists at each posi- position, and fans will have one day to vote for a starter. Uh, and what do you think of of that change? Yeah, you know, I I guess it's okay. I you know I. I, by reading it, I, you know, I, I have no problem with it. I, I'm wondering, they say now there's a, uh, you know, a bonus, what somebody gets an all-star all-star game bonus. If, if you're, you know, one of the top three, top three vote getters. Yes. Now I, I'm wondering if that, you know, everybody had all players have a all-star clause an all-star bonus clause in their contract. I wonder if this is on top of that. That, or that's got to be that's got to be league wide if they're expanding it to to three finalists. That you know, there's got to be a pool of money that they're going to distribute to the yeah. to each of the finalists. So and some, if, I mean, some guys, they, you know, yeah. If say I mean, Jose Ramirez has a, an escalator clause for becoming an all star again this year, right? You know, he, get, I he mean, gets. So that, that money that's well. got to be on top of that's got to be on top of uh, his his contractual. Uh, Right. incentive package I would think because some guys they're making like a hundred grand if they get if they get picked for the all-star game and if they make it make it as a starter or if they're you know selected by their peers or you know so it's 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 so it's it's interesting I I found that interesting I found uh you know the the home run derby uh is, you know they they, they increase the – I didn't even know there was prize money. To tell, as many home run derbies as I've been to, I didn't know there was prize money for the players. They've increased that to $2.5 million and the winner gets a million. So maybe, you know, they're, they're looking to get more of their high-profile players in there, like, you know, Bryce Harper won it last year in Washington. Yeah, well, that said, if the, if the prize money is a million dollars and uh, the home run derby is taking place in Cleveland this year, does Jose Ramirez, uh, you know, throw his name in the ring for that? Oh, yeah, I think he definitely will. I think he will. I think uh, he wanted to last year. It sounded like they kind of talked him out of it to, so he didn't screw up his swing. And uh, so Well, that, that sort of backfired, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think uh, I, I would not be surprised to see him or Lindor in there. In there. 
even though Lindor doesn't consider himself a home run hitter. So no, Lindor, Lindor's not a home run hitter. Come on, he'll <laughs> tell you that ten times before the end of the. Uh, uh, so we talked about the the roster expansion, twenty five to twenty six, twenty uh, seventh player for double headers. Yeah, that's I um, like that. You know, I think that's like you were saying. That's a good uh, an exchange for the players. You know, I think. Uh, so, so next season they opened the year with 26 players instead of 25. And, you know, they had always been able – or for the last few years they'd been able to add that 26 guy for a, for a, for a doubleheader. Now they've got a 27-man roster. So and Tony Amato is going to have to – he's going to be busy, man. He's going to have to get some new uniforms, new lockers. <laughs> They're going to have to re, rebuild some of – or redistribute some of that space in the locker room. Oh come on! He like you're talking like he's overworked or something. Amato, <laughs> Amato's overworked. Yeah, we we need to hear that. Uh, the uh, the rules and and the changes about the the pitcher position and designating uh, a two way player. Uh, also, we we can probably call that the uh, Shohei Otani rule uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I you know, and they obviously they don't want uh, position players pitching, huh? That I mean, is that well, and there's a there's a provision in there if the team is down by six runs, you can put a, a position player yeah. in there to pitch. But again, that's that that would be the Michael Martinez rule. Yeah, huh? I mean, is this like if Babe Ruth was playing now, would he be a two way player? I don't know. I he he so. would have to he would have to pitch twenty innings in the big leagues and. Uh, what was it? Twenty innings in the big leagues and yeah, twenty and games started as a position right. player or designated hitter in the big leagues. So well, I guess he's yeah, I, I mean he could be uh, as long. Uh, twenty innings isn't isn't that much to to get. I mean you can get that in a few outings, but I mean holy cow! Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. About Babe Ruth. So I'm, uh, I yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, it, were they was baseball that turned off by having a position player pitch? Maybe. Well, no. I think it, this is this is sort of. To, those provisions were put in there to sort of protect Otani and, and keep him as, you know, this is something that we want. We want to see a, a, a yeah. man of, of this kind of talent. But if you're going to limit the number, the, the reason they had, the, they had to go in there was because if you're going to limit the number of pitchers you have on a 26-man roster, and that's what they're talking about is, is setting the number of pitchers you're allowed to carry uh, at – at either 13 or, or maybe 12. I don't think they go as high as 14. But if you're going to do that, then you have to specify which players right. are, are pitchers and which are position players. So um, that's why the two-way player designation has to be in there because otherwise you would have you would make Otani have to choose yeah. between yeah. pitcher or position player. And they don't, and they don't want to do that. They, they definitely want him to be a guy who yeah. can do both. Um, and, yeah, the uh, – uh, let's see the <laughs> some of these are just insane and, and the language on them is, is is crazy but then the uh the the one you know everybody was you know they, they kind of cracked down on the uh the pitchers have to be on the dl for 15 days now and if you mm -hmm. go down you got to stay down for 15 days if you're a pitcher you know they were playing so many games there you know that they, they dl a guy and he'd be back you know he wouldn't, he maybe miss one start or, you know, so it wasn't, you know, I'm sure that's what that's all about. But I mean, they could have stopped this by just keeping, you know, the, the DL at 15 days for, uh, for <coughs> position players and pitchers. I, I mean, they just changed that, I think two years ago. Right. And, and, 
and hey, Hoinsey, don't don't sound archaic and don't don't be outdated. It's not the disabled list anymore. We, we've, we they've changed the name to the injured list so that the injured list, we're, huh? It, we're 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 an inclusive society, and and I I guess I kind of agree with this this change. I mean, there's no reason to call it the disabled list if there's a group of people who would be, you know, upset about it being called the disabled list. You can call it the injured list, and it's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, it, it's the only it's the only league in in North America that that has a disabled list as opposed to uh, an injured list. Uh, you know the NFL uh, and the, the NBA don't have disabled lists. They have they they call their lists other things. The injured so. list. I did not know this. Yeah. Yet. So we 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 have to make the the only people who are going to be upset by this are, are the writers who you know write it the wrong way and then get called out on it. So yeah, you know. Yeah, I gotta, I got to remember that we got to We got to make the adjustment. We got to make the mental adjustment <laughs> every time. Now it's, uh, you know, I'll Andrew, Andrew Miller will, Andrew Miller will now spend three stints on the injured list. Not this. <laughs> okay. So we, we can pre-write our stories about Andrew Miller coming off the injured list. Oh wait, we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of the injured list and speaking of, and getting away from these ridiculous rule changes that are going to make our heads explode all season. Uh, you know, we, t- we mentioned, uh, the, the injury that's out there, Francisco Lindor, uh, his calf injury, his right calf strain that has kept him on the sidelines watching spring training to this point. Uh, yesterday, Frankie got in there and took some swings and actually played in a controlled minor league game. Uh, you, you've been around spring training long enough. You've seen uh, a million games on the backfield. Hoinsey, what's a controlled minor league game? I just think they don't want him like, you know, hitting hitting the ball to the fence and diving headfirst into second base, sprinting. You know, I think it's just to you know make sure he doesn't you know try to you know make a stop in the in the hole at shortstop and then do a jeter jump throw to first base. I think they just want to you know kind of keep. The, keep him under wraps and, but let him, you know, kind of run around a little bit, let him jog the first base and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of get the feel for it. I mean, I remember, you know, I think uh, Francona said March 20th is going to be a key date mm-hmm. for, for uh, uh, Lindor to see just where he's at. And he seems to be, you know, really making uh, progress, Joe, to, uh, to, you know, get, meet that and maybe be ready for opening day. I guess, like we've talked about before, I guess the question would be weather. You know, if it's uh, 25 degrees in Minneapolis, do you run him out there for opening day? Right. And uh, it's something, you know, struck me when, when Tito was first talking about Frankie's injury early in, in camp. He said, we're, we're not going to, you know, bring him back and, and have him be limited or anything like that. Once he's back, he's going to be full go and you know, fully healthy and they want to be able to extend him into the, to the regular season uh, and hopefully play with, without any sort of setbacks at any point. So uh, yeah, just to see uh, him making the, the, that progress, he played in another control minor league game today on Thursday. Uh, that was the plan at least. And Bradley Zimmer also uh, recovering from sh- shoulder surgery, uh, uh, batted uh, designated hitter, um, in yesterday's game. Uh, so, so he's ahead of schedule as well. Yeah. I mean, and I think, uh, you know, I still think, you know, Lindor's going to get, get back into the lineup one way or the other before, uh, 
before Zimmer does, uh, I think uh, just from listening to uh, what Francona has said, you know, they still, they feel Zimmer still needs recovery time. They still have to uh, monitor that, you know, because he had surgery last July. So they're going to watch that. But with Lindor, you know, I, you know, I'm willing to bet he could, if this was the postseason, he'd be playing right now. I, I would think. I I just got that feeling that he's really, really close, and that there's a chance that he's there's a good chance he'll be out there for opening day. Well, and uh, just the the last bit of injury news: uh, Jason Kipnis today scratched from the lineup. Uh, he was he was scheduled to play against the Rockies, but uh, he is feeling some right calf tightness as well. What is it with the the Indians and their calves? I I, I don't. I don't get this. You got Lonnie Chisenhall who couldn't seem to get his uh, issues corrected last year, Lindor this year, and now Kipnis scratched with a tight calf. Uh, he said that if it were regular season, he'd just play through it and, and he'd be out there. But uh, with, with it being spring training, there's no sense in pushing it, and he's, he's going to uh, lay low for a, a minute or two. That, that, that can't be good for anybody in the, in the Tribe Clubhouse to hear. With uh, Lindor, you mean, or with Kipnis? With Kipnis. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. Uh, um, I, you know, I know he had what he had some kind of uh, flexor or some kind of hip flexor he, earlier. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was like a quad slash hip yeah, flexor quad. earlier. Well, in I don't the, know if yeah. this is related to it. Um, you know, I think uh, on the plus side, when he's been out there in spring training, he's hit the ball. So. Yeah, he swung the bat pretty well. You know, he had. But, to, well, it's five for five to start spring or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I, so I think it's a concern. But, you know, right now maybe they're just being cautious. Let's, right. And, uh, and, and with uh, – yeah, yeah. So I think they're just, you know, just being cautious. Maybe uh, – and I'm not – I'm still not sure what happened to Chisinau. He got it – one calf went bad, then the other calf went bad. I've got to check to see how he's doing in, in Pittsburgh this spring, if he's, if he's playing every day or what he's – or if he's getting regular playing time. But who knows, He skipped too many leg days in the gym. That was – that was a – you know, he skipped too many leg days. It's not good. All right. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, the Indians are uh, – as we're recording this, the Indians are taking on Colorado right now. Uh, Shane Bieber on the mound. Uh, Bieber has – Worked on his changeup uh, in the offseason. He's come out, and, and really he's been just lights out in his previous three outings. This is his fourth start today. Uh, what's, what's your estimation of, you know, his ceiling, his potential this year as we, we wrap it up today? Yeah, I, I, you know, Joe, I think uh, he might be the best fifth starter in, in, in the division and maybe even in the American League. I mean, this guy, you know, looks, he won 11 games last year, you know, still got a high, high ERA, still gets hit, you know, still, you know, especially against lefties. But uh, I think, uh, I think this guy's very, very good, man. And, you know, he has such great control of the strike zone, doesn't walk anybody. He gives up hits, but he's not going to, I don't think he's going to get really burned, mm -hmm. you know, too many times just because there's nobody else on base. He doesn't, put anybody else on base that's got to help him and he's still you know this is his first full spring training with the big league club so he's got to benefit from this I think uh, I think you know you you look at this you look at you know Kluber and Bauer and Carrasco and Clevenger they add Bieber 
you know, Bieber comes up to the pipeline. Then is Tristan McKenzie. I know he's he's kind of down for about six weeks with that with that short back back strain back. But he's he's probably the next guy in line. Uh, you know, so the so the pitchers keep coming up, and uh, that's a good sign. And but Bieber, I think he, you know, I, I you know, I just I think you know he's going to be a solid maybe two or three number two number three starter. He might be better than that. All right. Yeah, he definitely has the potential, and especially of everything they're saying about his his work ethic and the the way he goes about off the field stuff. Sounds a lot like Kluber, and sounds a lot like somebody who could who could really you know sort of cement himself in in the Indians' rotation for years to come. All right, uh, Paul, we're uh, we're winding down here. We we've covered a lot of ground. We we've gone from the the wacky and the surreal to the to the uh, sort of the, the injuries and the, the hopeful, uh, you know, projections for, for pitching. And I, I just, I, it's, it's close. We're two weeks away. You're, you're getting ready to head out there again uh, and, and wrap up the, the Cactus League. Uh, what, what are your feelings right now on just, just being that close? Yeah, I, I, I'm nervous, Joe. I, you know, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I'm programmed like uh, for years, you know, just to spend the, the, the whole, the whole winter, the whole, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was in spring training. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this is a new thing, you know, we'll go out early, then come home and, uh, uh, you know, watch the games and uh, listen to the games on radio or, or uh, MLB.com and uh, then go back out there. So I, you know, I got that. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, you just, I have, a, I'm, a, I'm nervous. I'm a, a little, uh, I'm excited to get back out there to see the, see the team but you know you always have that uh little uh dread i guess i don't know man what do you man what do you got to be nervous about you think you're going to walk in that that facility and they're not going to know who you are come on i'm just i just get nervous i just you know so i i hopefully uh we'll get back out there and uh everything will go well and uh you know just get going i just want i just i'm anxious for the season to get going see just you know just you know, Bobby DiBiasio always had uh, uh, you had three phases of spring training. You can't wait to get there. You can't <laughs> wait for the cactus, the, the the exhibition games to start, and you can't wait to get out. So I, I I've kind of passed uh, the the first two, I guess. And now I you know I, I when I'm when I go out there, I'll, I'll be I'll be wanting to stay, you know. So I'm not sure. I'm a, my equilibrium as usual is uh, messed up. All right. Well, next time we talk to you, Hoinsey, you'll be in Goodyear. Uh, we'll look forward to hear, hearing from you next week. And until then, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Joe.